Welcome to the Good Life Podcast, the kickback. It's your host, Good Life underscore Russ. I go by that social media handle on all social medias. Uh, follow me, share my shit, like my shit, do all that good shit. Uh, as always, I appreciate y'all coming back every week and rocking with us and listening to us. Um, shout out to the new show on Wednesdays. Thanks to everybody support that as well. But we're going to get into this show, and we got a great guest today, Miss B. Arlene. Hey, how are you? I'm good. That's good. So, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore underscore Arlene. That's spelled A R L E N E. Um, On Facebook, Brianna Arlene Robinson is my fool. So, y'all can't say you can't find me. (laughs) And if you can't find me on social media, check out my website, www.b arlene.com. Hi, it's good to see you. So these episodes are always the hardest for me because you do so many things and there's so much shit we can talk about. But well, I want to focus. This one's so hard because you're right. We can it's go. so little time. There's so many things that need to be touched on. So mental health—that's what you want to talk about. So what is mental health? What is the significance of that to you? Um, the significance of mental health personally um, is wholeness. I believe when you're lacking mentally, like every other aspect of your life begins to lack. And mm. I realized that uh, from my own struggles, um, if you want to talk about just the last couple months in general, like mm-hmm. uh, being quarantined and dealing with COVID, the way it's affected everybody, um, mm-hmm. mental health, like it was for those of us who have always had some some shape of a struggle, it, I think, put more pressure Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I, I began to notice a lot of ways I needed to be healthier mm-hmm. um, and a, a lot of ways I still needed to grow and heal um, so that I can live a full like my fullest life okay I like that I like that and I, and I do agree I feel like isolation is the best time to really work on your mental health and what's been happening in the world a lot of people have been forced into isolation like you know the whole social distancing thing like a lot of people are alone right now and not by choice and in that time in those thoughts things start coming together like the good things you're doing the thing the areas we're still weak in and need to work on and for sure i feel like the mind is the first you know the mind is the first thing that we really realize okay we can change we can fix but it's the hardest thing to change and fix especially when you've setting ideas and ways. I'm glad you said that because you know what? That that brings us right into like what I want to get into. Um, I wrote two books. Oh, nice. Uh, over the last month. And one of them is about changing your mindset. It mm-hmm. takes 21 days to either break a habit or start a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wrote a 30-day book of affirmations so that you can start a new habit mm-hmm. of, of loving yourself more. Um, it was a journey that I personally needed and I felt like I couldn't find the right material on the market. So I'm like, you know what? This is why I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I write what I need. Um, and I realized I'm not the only one who need it, who needs this. So it's a 30 day. Um, it's every day is an affirmation and an intention. Uh, and I'm on day 23. Oh, like nice. I wrote it, and I, but it's more than what I wrote. I practiced this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm on day 23, but it's, I can tell you the difference of con- reconditioning to think positive thoughts about myself and r- more reaffirming thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like 
the affirmation part is to declare something every day. You know, every day I declare something positive about myself and edify myself. And then the intention part is a way that I can intentionally put whatever that affirmation is into practice mm. um, so that I'm not just saying it, but I'm, I'm actually living it mm. as well. Um, like that. So you're holding yourself accountable. I am. I'm holding myself accountable. Um, and that's why, like I said, I wrote Love Thoughts of a Woman, Daily Affirmations for Loving Yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm releasing that on my birthday, which is also uh, World Suicide Prevention Day, mm-hmm. uh, September 10th. Um, and that's something that's really, really, really big to me. Um, it's my birthday. But aside from that, um, I've always struggled with suicidal ideation. Okay. Um so that in itself, being able to overcome that and having the, this tool now to love myself in a more healthy manner. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to share that and to share it on a day uh, to really advocate for life. Um, for those of us who are familiar with Project Semicolon, for those of us who are still pressing on mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to share this with, with the world. Like, I'm excited. As you should be. And I feel like the importance of this is we're setting in new positive chains and positive links and passing these coping mechanisms down through generations instead of passing trauma down and passing failure down and passing being consumed by all of this down. We're actually teaching people like, yo, like I, I get it. I see you have a problem. And you can help yourself too. You know, the times when we're not around, the times when there isn't yeah. therapy, the times when you're just at home drowning in whatever you're drowning in. That's times that you can be, you know, doing exercises and, and working and on you yourself. You have to be strong to pull yourself up. Though. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you don't become, it's like, like any other <laughs> muscle, you know, it, it doesn't just start strong. You yep. have to exercise it. Yep. Um, so need practice that, yeah you gotta <laughs> put that in practice. Like, you gotta you gotta work that out yeah. um so that you can pull yourself up without needing to to reach for outside sources you can look within and be like no nah, i got this mm-hmm. i'm good like mm-hmm. and and i feel like that's important because a lot of how we were taught to deal with our problems is resurfacing as our problems today uh, i feel like a lot of mental issues and people they're looking for progress or results and once you start getting to a point of living a better life and living happy, so I try to tell people this is a lifestyle. It's not mm-hmm. like like when you're trying to lose weight, like a diet. So I don't really believe in stuff like dieting. I believe in setting in lifestyles and trends, not like, okay, I do this three months out the year and this is for my mental health. You can work in your mental health every day. Every day. It doesn't have and to be should. to the same capacity. It doesn't have to be, you know tiring out work but it can be something small every day that you're changing your mind about and thus it's asking you more questions and now you need to go get more answers and then you Mm -hmm. just keep growing and keep going and keep branching yourself out yeah definitely yeah it's it's mental health is so important because a lot of the issues we have um you can trace back to somewhere you know mental health is being is taking a hit or it's not getting the tender love and care that it needs. It's not getting the attention. Well, that it I think needs. that's something specifically within the black community. Uh-huh. We need to normalize um, mental health issues. Absolutely. You know, like I feel like it's always been so taboo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> even yeah. now, like it feels strange to be in a place where I can openly talk about 
the times in which I was suicidal. You know, mm-hmm. for a while, that's mm-hmm. something I just kept to myself. But I'm like, no, this is these are conversations that we need to have. One, because no one is struggling alone. Yep. You know, everybody is going through something, mm-hmm. you know. So we just need to normalize the conversations. Now, what I go through may not be as severe as what you go through. But, you know, you have your own battles. And we can talk with each other. Because um, although you might not be going through my situation, you might have a different perspective that will help mm-hmm. me, <laughs> yeah. you know, to see clearer. Yeah. Um, so we definitely need to have more conversations like this uh, where we can just openly, openly um, discuss mental health and. Yeah, just normalize like it's so much i know yeah, like, I'm like trying <laughs> to where to start the combo because yeah. it's so much it's so many places we can start and i feel like so to like, me the relatability of our conversations is what needs to change we're relating on oh you know nice to meet you depression's kicking my ass oh hey depression's kicking my ass too and those conversations should be <laughs> how we're kicking its ass and then that yeah. starts to expand the convo but when we both say oh you know i'm depleted the convo usually stops right there and then we get into well you can't pull from an empty vessel so yeah it has to be that exchange you're yeah. right you're right and we get into then trying to make each other feel better instead of actually dealing with our issues and to me those are two different things like and this is something especially like my mentees like when i'm because I'm starting to speak out about mental health and and tell people, you know, decide that I have to deal with it. And t- let's stop relating from being victims. Let's start relating to being triumphant. And those are different conversations. Absolutely. The same discussion, same topics, just a different conversation. So your mind's going to feel differently about definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. That's where, like... <laughs> um that's where, like I said, pushed me to write the companion book. And that's why I got two books coming Both out right books. now. Um, from the same collection. But yep. um, because Love Thoughts of a Woman, Daily Affirmations for Loving Yourself. That was my journey. Mm. Um, but as I practice this, I am triumphant. And that's mm-hmm. pushing me to write. So then you get, you know, poems. Mm-hmm. Um they just flow. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. Like to, it, I feel more in tune with myself, so I'm able to share more, like openly and outwardly, and love. Yeah. Beyond myself, like yeah. it, it feels good. And it has to, because you're no longer serving yourself. You're now addressing what you're going through, and a lot of times there are people they start that journey, they start addressing it. You know, we have it and we're excited, and they're like, "This is how I'm hurting." And we're like, okay, cool. Like, let's get to where you're not hurting anymore. And that never comes. People write, this is why I'm hurting. And that's it. So when you have that. Exactly. Because we need both. We need both to compare to each other, to understand, okay, this is where she is, was, this is where she is now. And it's not to, you know, compare our growth to yours, it's to show, even though you've seen me twice in the last two months and I look exactly the same, my mind has grown exponentially but if you don't know where i started at you don't know how far i've come right so i have to give you both sides not to play victim not to this side to seem like i'm better than people i'm giving you both sides because in your journey you only have one side you only have the failure side which is okay that's the start of changing and becoming something new you first have to fail that's when it sets in okay you learn more from failure than you do yeah i learned that it's clear yeah. Born losing. yeah and it hurts <laughs> and it's things and it's supposed to and it is. we weren't prepared for that because we never were really taught how to deal with pain we were taught how to 
we were taught how to cover up pain. We were taught how right. to shut our mouth about pain and hide it. You know Don't what I cry, mean? Otherwise, I'm gonna give you something to cry about. Exactly. Like, so now we're getting cool. into yeah. this, and everyone's like, you know, they're starting to heal, and it hurts. And I'm like, but it hurts. And I'm like, yeah. No one said it wasn't gonna hurt. Nobody said this stuff is easy. Nobody said just because you're trying to be more positive, it's gonna be, uh, you know, you're making better decisions or no, you're making the right decisions now. Now you're analyzing everything you have on the table, and you're saying, okay. This is the best decision I can make in this. And that's not always a good outcome, but it's not a terrible outcome either every single time. So sometimes you're still going to take those L's and those hits, but now your triumphs are so greater. We're not even focused on the failures. The failures is happening. That's the practice. That's when you're at home by yourself. You're working on your failures. Mm -hmm. But now to the world, it's like, look, I was now I'm this, this, this. Any questions? You know what I mean? There's no discussions. There's no, well, you could have did this or did that or did it work for you? I'm here. I'm a testament. And the people who knew where I was know how yeah. far I've come. So do you want to start your own journey? You know, are you taking your time? Are you waiting? Because all of that's cool. But once we get to start really embarking on our journey, especially with mental health, you hit the nail on the head. You can't like, I won't even say it's hard. You can't pour from something empty. And a lot of us uh, <laughs> that dug ourselves into certain holes that's what we were trying to do our compassion we were trying to help everybody we Yo, were that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. so like in my in therapy like that's one thing we've I've been talking to my therapist about uh, is being compassionate with self <sighs> so that i can be compassionate with others like it's it all starts with self yep. like you know you, you treat others the way you treat yourself and a lot of times we don't treat ourselves well so because for what they're, they're hurting, I'm hurting, but I've been hurting forever. I can deal with this hurt. I, most people in the world don't even know I'm hurting. That's how well mm. I feel I'm dealing with this. You know what I mean? The few who care can see. Oh, man. <laughs> like, the transparency, though, is yeah. liberating. Like, yeah, it is. Transparent. It is, because then you get to a point where you don't have to hide anything anymore, and that's only room for growth. That's only room for holding yourself accountable, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes it's easy to try to deceive ourselves about where we are and what we're doing. But once you have good friends and a good circle and people that know you and collectively, they're kind of all saying the same thing. You know, now it needs to adjust it. If if I have an issue and I'm the only one that can see it, it hits a lot different from when five people can see it. Like, right. yo. So now I really need to address this because now, you know, I think I'm hiding in my mind. But it's really people can see yeah, what's going on. through it. So why not just fix it? You know what I mean? That's the realization I got to just fix it. We got to be here anyway. We're going to do this stuff anyways. Just fix it. Just, just deal with it. it. Right. We've dealt with putting it off. You know, we've dealt with calling it something else. We've dealt with disguising it. We've dealt with denial. And none of those things got us any closer to where we want to be. None of those things got us closer to enlightenment and understanding. So once you go search for that same understanding, uh, you realize it's it's not a race at all and it's not this isn't about being healthy or not healthy this is about constantly working on yourself and if you have 10 big issues that you don't work on every day but you have 10 little ones that you're constantly working on that'll never make you feel better because you can't lie to yourself in the back right. of your head you know these big things is what i really need to be working on <laughs> you can make small steps on, on <sighs> but i'm working on my because... tennis swing <laughs> but i really need to be working on how i talk to people yeah but that's something like it doesn't you're not gonna conquer unless they say you can't conquer Rome in a day or day. Yeah. Rome wasn't conquered in a day, that's what it is. But yeah. uh yeah, definitely you start making those small strides to attack those those uh pyramids in your life so that mm -hmm. you can begin to make shifts. Yeah. 
Yeah, you move a little bit up further every day, and then you wake up one day, you're at the top. Yeah. You know? And at that point, now, to me, comes the real hard part, because now... You have to step off that pyramid and start climbing another one. And now I feel like that's where a lot of people get that first ounce of success, but they seen all the work they had to do with it. Yeah. They're like, uh, let me well, take a year I, off. That's the thing that I'm learning to love uh, about the process is that it's never ending. There's yeah. never, there are, there are good days, but yeah. with every good day comes, you know, a not so good one. But yeah, it's a journey. It's a yep. journey. And you have to fall in love with the journey. You know, not not the end, not the destination. Mm-hmm. Because if that's all you're going for, you're right. You're going to plateau. And then when you plateau, you're going to plummet. Mm-hmm. So fall in love with the journey of growing. You know, embrace the journey, the highs and the lows. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I'm at right now. Like, is falling in love with the process of being better and living mm-hmm. a, a, a more wholesome life. Um mm-hmm. Well, like I said, I want to be I am the best shape I can mentally, physically, like so that I can pour out. You know, I, I want to I found so many holes in myself over the past couple months like that. I'm learning to plug mm-hmm. so that I can be full so I can pour out um, and continue to do the things that I, I do love. You know, poetry is passion for me. That's life, yeah. you know, but in order to do that it was at a certain point where i feel like i could only write if i was writing from a place of pain mm-hmm. and i'm like that's not that's that's cheating that's not giving my whole self mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's so much more to me um but i, I realized why that is you know that's something i felt the most <laughs> <laughs> so i had to you know plug a couple things up in mm-hmm. me so i can begin to feel so i can you know now have those outpouring and outbursts of emotions that i can share so I'm I'm really excited um, about this collection mm-hmm. and the way the poems came together because it is it's a, a good I feel like it's my fullest work. Okay. Um, with testimonies of a broken heart that gave you just that you know yeah. you know that was my broken heart and it was like this is what I've been through hear me mm-hmm. out like hear my pain mm-hmm. uh, clapbacks and conversations it, it started to break the water a little bit on. There's more to me than my pain, um, mm-hmm. but it was still heavily centered on. You pissed me off. I got an attitude now. You know, still mm-hmm. those negative emotions. So now with love thoughts of a woman, I'm like, no. This is how I feel when I'm in love. This is how I feel when I'm happy. When I look in the mirror and I feel sexy, like I'm giving y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> um, everything. Mm-hmm. I got poems um, sharing how I feel about being a mother. You know, things that I've I've been holding on to. I'm able now, like, to to share, to pour out, and I love it. Like, I love this journey. I love this feeling of growth. That's beautiful, man. Cause that's all that matters. Like, you hit the nail on the head. We're always loading. We'll never be a hundred percent finished. We'll never be to a destination per se. Cause there is no destination. You're just going through life, and that's why I feel like people. I, I tell them we need to be more childlike because uh, a children's aim is to learn the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how do they learn the world? By just wandering through it aimlessly. <laughs> Luffy. And adults, they lose that. They lose that innocence. They they know what's out there, so they choose not to go out there. A kid doesn't have a choice. They don't know what's out there, so I'm about to go see. I'm not about to sit here and hear about it, read about it. I'm about to go see about it. Catch that one piece. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, because that's my the, anime blur. That's how we really gonna know. God, that Luffy, of, that Luffy. Yeah, mindset. I'm an adventurer. Shout out Dora the Explorer. Like she just, <laughs> she ain't trying to read about y'all. She trying to yeah, go live it. Yeah, and then write about it. So y'all can read about it. You know what I mean? And we need people like that in our own right. And what people have to understand too is. As much as, you know, we're a catalyst for what the world really truly feels like how someone should live, we're human too. And just because we're doing things yeah. differently and just because there we have no- more insight doesn't mean we hurt any less or go through less drama or less BS. My days, I, I have similar problems to a year ago, you know what I mean? Which are better than my problems from two years ago. I feel like everybody has problems. We just have different size problems. But the size and structure of your problems determines your quality of life. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm really getting out of mental health. So I started to go back to school for uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavior Therapy. Okay. Yeah. So literally centered around your mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the perspective I use when I'm, you know, when I'm talking to my mentees and I'm talking to people in class and shit is... It, life is perspective. There, there's two guys who live next to each other. One guy has $10, one has 10000 You know what I mean? They both go to the fridge. They open the fridge. There's nothing in there. So they both have a problem instantly. I need some food. The problems are the same, but they're different because one person's prepared for this, one's not. So now the $10 person's problem becomes, damn, or do I even have enough for food or are we going to eat? The $10,000 person's like, what am I going to stock the fridge with? Still a problem nonetheless, but it's a good problem to have. So when I started to look at it that way, okay, I don't want to get rid of my problems. I just don't want my problems to be killing me every day or right. <laughs> potentially taking away everything I built. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that'd be people's problems. They'd be in 10 things that could like shatter their world. You know, The probability is one of those things is going to be it. It's going to do it. So if you have problems... That are small problems. What are we having for dinner? You know, my kid got into three these five colleges. Which one are they going to go to? Those are good, good problems, problems to have. Problems nonetheless, but they're good problems. And the only thing that changed is your perception of what's going on. The situation didn't change. You still opened that fridge and there was no food. You still got all those college letters at the same day. And they told you got a week to make a choice. The circumstances will never change. The world's going to be what it is. What we have control over is how we react to the world. And if we allow the world to knock us down and stay down, or are we going to get back up? It's right, going right. to knock you down. It is at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, that's, that's evidence that it's I'm alive. To. Like, exactly. you know, like. Uh, that you're human, that you feel. That, that, yeah, that I am. <laughs> <laughs> that you feel. So, so the duality is, is what now I am trying to reiterate to people. There's good and bad in everything. You can't be focused more on one or the other. You just have to understand both sides. Then you can make the best educated decision you can with the information you have. So with that being said, how do you feel like being a mother both helps and hurts your, your mental state? Um... Because it takes it, away a okay. lot. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to pick it back up. Um, so I feel like it hurts because I'm constantly pressuring myself. Okay. I, I want to be a good mother, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but it's like, what is a good mom? You know, like, so I always, I beat myself up about that. Um, about what a good mom is and what does she what would a good mom do you know mm-hmm. how does she act how does she respond to situations these are things that i pressure myself with um and that i had to learn how to stop and especially like right now where i am i had to stop thinking about 
am I a good mom? And acknowledging that I am the best mother that my daughters have. Uh-huh. You know, I am the best me. Uh-huh. And in being the best me, being the best who I am, I'm giving my daughters the best. Uh-huh. And that is the best mom that I can be, you uh-huh. know, that they can have. Um, so I, I began to notice um, how my mental health affected my daughter's mental health. Yeah. And nothing is a quicker reality check than, than that. Than seeing a, a literal mirror reflection, like a little version of you, like, you know, going through reflecting back to you what you're what you think you're secretly dealing with. Um, so that has definitely pushed me <laughs> to get my myself together um, because I do. I want to be, like I said, the best me for them and show them. Uh, but I lead by example. I don't ever want my daughters to look back and, you know, tell me. Why I gotta do this and you you don't you know you yeah, don't yeah. you don't follow. so that was parents are good for that too. That's a stickler. Like I never want to hear that from my daughters. Yeah. I never want to hear. But mom, you don't even. I never want to hear that from them. Yeah. So <laughs> I always try to practice what I preach. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, I push so hard uh, to work on myself. My daughters are a constant reminder. My book is dedicated to them, <laughs> actually, mm-hmm. oh. um, because they they drive me to be my best self. You know, because I, like I said, when I look in their face, I see the reflection. I see me in them, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see the broken pieces of me. I don't. I want to see how beautiful my daughters are, how intelligent they are. You know, I am. I'm blessed tremendously by by both of my girls, mm-hmm. um, and they're both. They they amaze me day in and day they're out dope. just with who they are. Like, <laughs> yeah, quick, dope. quick shameless plug. My 11-year-old definitely has a, a lip gloss brand. So if you're on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. look up Icy Teens and uh, get you some lip gloss. Hell yeah. <laughs> Please do. Because um, she's a young entrepreneur. Yeah. But it's like, they're amazing kids, you know? <laughs> like, I don't have much to complain about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they definitely push me. Um, when I look at them, I'm reminded of why uh, I need to be the best me. Yeah. And that's beautiful, man. And and every, see, that's the beauty of mental health. And that's the beauty of, to me, that most of the things we go through in the world is connected. And once you change, like, your look on the world, these problems will start fixing themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Over the one thing you've said about your daughter, you touched so many areas. And the first thing, like, the part that I related to was the compassion was we were trying to raise our kids but we weren't raising ourselves up we were just looking at them and trying to give them something we weren't giving ourselves you know what i mean and once you get out of that and once it is no longer about the kids it's about the kids once it's about what i feel they should have it's what i didn't have as a child what this kid had that i wanted you realize it's not about that it's about your growth and as you start to grow you'll be a better parent you'll do things differently just as a result of growing you're not trying to be a better parent anymore you're just bettering yourself so they're going to get that blessing yeah it's that simple (laughs) (laughs) that's mental health (laughs) like what you feed will grow yeah You know what I mean? So once you start being better, you're going to be better. It's that simple. And it it takes your kids sometimes for you to get to that point just because, one, when when you love your kids and your kids love you, when they say something, you know they're not being malicious. When 
you were a rebel, outspoken kid, and you see parts of that in them, you know, okay, they're not being mean. They're just being themselves. Yeah. You know My what I mean? My daughters are very honest. So yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> that about them. Like, oh, well, they, they, oh, they have those too. They honest kids. I, uh-huh. It's so much I see in my kids. I see in myself. It's so much I was like, <laughs> oh man, I wish I was like this when I was younger. Like, they okay. Quick. My daughters have quick tongues. <laughs> but they age, they, they at, grow quick. But that's a testament to being the parent. It, and... And where to, I feel like it went wrong for a lot of us as kids is we didn't have that platform to speak. Yeah. That's and one we, thing I try and I, uh, like, I treat my children, uh, my, my style of parenting, um, I try to respect them not so much as kids. Um, and that's that's been a growing, like that's been a journey in itself is to, to start backing up and acknowledge their growth that you know they're not babies anymore these are little they're little adults they're miniature you don't turn 18 and then all of a sudden you got it all together you know (laughs) but you have to learn along the way so uh i'm I'm working on like stepping back and acknowledging their thoughts their decisions Mm -hmm. you know and hearing their opinions on stuff their truths yes they're like and that's like I mean, and it's from little things. Like, I'm going from, you know, where I would just decide what hairstyle my girls would wear or what outfit to, you know, stepping back in and be like, okay, y'all got styles. Like, my oldest daughter loves combat boots. Personally, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you have one pair of combat boots. That is more than enough. But she has, you know, now she has like three pairs because that's her style. Um, And she loves her curly hair. So she's like all about wearing the afro. And I'm like, you know, cool. Personally, I was like, let's braid it up. Let's do this. But she's like, no, nah, I'm just going to throw it. And it's like, that's beautiful. And allowing her that freedom to be her true self. And even with my nine-year-old, like, letting her, she just has a weird style. Like, you know, Raya is, that's that my, me. that's my, that was me. <laughs> like, I, nobody can figure it out. But it's always been like that. Like, <laughs> no, no one can make okay. sense of it. But um, I'm learning <laughs> to step back. Okay. And allow them that that creative space to to be who they are, to figure out who they are. Because I don't want them to be like me, you know, 30 years old and having epiphanies like, oh, who am I? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they need that freedom to begin that journey um, mm-hmm. as early as possible. Like so that when life when life hits them in ways that it will rattle them to the core i want them to know without a shadow of a doubt who they are what they stand for you know um because like i said you don't turn 18 and just got it you You don't leave the nest and everything's cool i want them to be prepared um and this is the only way i think will begin to prepare them for a life outside of the nest you know for the real world is they be grounded be solid in who you are Mm. Um, the only way you can do that is if you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's that's where we are in my parenting journey. It's like me backing up to allow them to, to begin to figure out, like, you know, who are they? Who are they today? It might not be the same tomorrow, but start getting a grasp on that. Start mm-hmm. developing. Start think, having those thoughts. Like, who am I? Who do I want to be? You know, not mm-hmm. so much a what do I want to be when I grow up, but no, who do I want to be? What kind of mm-hmm. person am I? Um, that's something I've had to talk to both of them. I told you they're both quick tongue. You know, mm-hmm. oh, they got some some snaps. Witty. Some, they I got the it. comebacks, okay? They it. have the comebacks, but I got the conversation. Right. Uh, <laughs> I've been here before, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have to talk to them like,
like, you know, is that who you want to be? Do you want to be somebody that's real smart mouth? Yeah. You know? Because there's stuff that comes with that, too. Is that who you want to be? So, yeah. it's like challenging them and, and giving them things to think about. Like, okay, this was your action. Think about how your action affects other people. Think about that outcome. Is that what you want? Mm-hmm. If that's what you're going for, cool. Congratulations. You're you successful. <laughs> like, you know, here's your negative outcome that came with having that bad attitude. Fine you friends know? like you. <laughs> but like, if that's not, who you, that's not what you want, if that's not who you want to be, what changes do you need to make then? Exactly. You know? And why do you think this is who you want to be? Why do you think yeah. this is... When you start asking yourself hard questions, you're halfway there because then you got to start giving yourself honest answers to yeah. these hard questions. So that's what I was going to say. Those are questions <laughs> that I, I ask myself. And, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, I really don't um, try and just tell my daughters. I try and preach, preach it. Yeah. So it's like one big thing that I've looked at myself is I've been questioning myself, like, am I a good friend? Okay. Uh, to myself and to my actual friends, yeah. you know, and this isn't anything I've asked them, like, you know, yeah. hey, like, Tim, am I a good friend yeah. to you? <laughs> you know, um, but that's, I, that's just something I'm like, I, I want to be yeah. a better friend. So I'm like constantly searching myself and trying to be the kind of person I would want to have in my life. And that's self-care too. And it starts with self. I ask myself that too. And I'm like, am I being a good friend to myself? Right. Do I allow people to come around and drain me and, you know, bring drama and take away? Because to me, if you're not adding, you're taking away. And it's not mm-hmm. always money. It could be time, space, my attention, my peace. You're taking something away if right. you ain't adding something to this equation. So I feel like once we start asking ourselves those questions and, you know, acting on them in mm-hmm. our own lives, you get results. Getting healthy boundaries. Listen, yeah, you get the results. Not the ones you're looking for, but the ones you need. And... That is a part of your growth. And I feel like in the mental health department where a lot of people run into trouble uh, with parenting, with friendships, with relationships, it's literally the same spectrum. It is. It's so hard for me to expect this person to be growing when I'm not growing. It's so hard for me mm-hmm. to expect my kids to be learning when they see me not learning anything every day, all day. So people drop those yeah. expectations. They drop those. Well, I'm not going to tell my kid nothing because that'll make me a hypocrite because I'm not <laughs> doing it. You know what I mean? And then. You find true growth into, like you said, listening to them. Like, I was with my daughter's mom the other day. We was just hanging out, just, you know, being adults. And we know ourselves. So we drink it. We cool. But the kids are just like, you know, they had some choice comments about when we drink. So it was something me and her really sat down and talked about. Like, okay, like, we know our limits, but are we drinking too much? Because I don't know how it looks to them. And I can't just say it looks like this to them because I don't know. And we never had that conversation because that comment threw me off. I wasn't even expecting it. <laughs> Kids will catch you like that. And it wasn't even a heavy drink at night. That's why I'm just like still pouring like, like, huh? I think for me, my drinking epiphany came when my daughter likes to pretend like she's drinking. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, so I'm like, that comment shook me now. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, Naraya definitely, she loves, loves, loves getting a wine, uh, a wine glass and drinking like the, the uh, Welch's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, seeing that, like, she's nine. Like, why is the nine-year-old pretending, like, it's Friday night, she got a glass of wine? Like, but I'm like, you know, that's my behavior. That's that's how I they see So, I got to clean that up. If you want them to look at that differently. Yeah. Because you got to ask yourself, is this how they see me? Not... Is this what it is? Is this my truth? Is this how they see you? Because they're going to see you how they see you based on the information they have. And what you were saying earlier was beautiful. Like, you don't tell them. You explain to them. 
So you're not just understanding why this is right or wrong. You're understanding, one, why you shouldn't be doing this. And two, <laughs> the consequences if you do this. Yeah. That's all I can give to you at the end of the day. Like, I feel like as a parent, I'm learning and the more I'm leaning towards is just preparing my kids for the world. I can't change who they become. Yeah. I can't pre-pick a career for them. I can't say you, can't you should be as good as, as me in as basketball. As, yeah, I, we don't know. I'm learning. Like I can't. <laughs> my daughter said uh, they call me a helicopter mom, but I'm learning. Like as much as I want to coddle and hold, like they have to experience life. You know, I can't. I can't. No matter how much I try, put them in a bubble. <laughs> That's not good. It's going to create different issues. You're putting out fires, but you're creating more fires. Yeah. And we do that as people. That's all we know to do. That's what we were taught. That was our childhood. So now that we have to break the cycles and break the chains, I, I hate to break it to you know people, but unfortunately, we have to live different. Because if we keep living the same and doing the same stuff that happened in our childhood and our parents' childhood, right. we're never going to break the cycle. Right, right, right. You know, we That's can't just want different. We got to live different. curses and stuff like that that's where I believe it it, it lies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when we just practice because basically tradition. Like well yeah, mama did like, it. Yeah. So <laughs> we have to, like break break those cycles, like, you know, break those bad Do habits. Something new. You know, I the first my first thing, it was a very easy thing to do with my kids in practice, but the first thing I got rid of with them was holidays, any type of holidays. And if they choose to like celebrate them with other people, they do Valentine's Day stuff at school, I have no problem. I have no quarrels with that. But I need them to know the things that I do, the things I don't do. And I used to do, you know, parent things like, oh, parents do this. It's not a real <laughs> thing. <laughs> parents in California like live different than parents in Idaho. Like, yeah. it's perception. It's literally your circumstances. You do what you feel is best. But you can't look across the street and say, well, Tom and Mary's raising their kid this way. This is what we should be doing. It won't work for you. Right. I promise you. Because that may make sense for them based on who their kid is and who they are. But that's not you and this ain't your kid. Right. You know what I mean? They do things literally to be happy. We do things as adult for the functionality of it to be efficient. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's why you were saying the braids versus the curls. And right. we got robbed of those things as children that made us happy. Like... I got forced into sports. I didn't want to do sports, but, you know, like one of those things in life, when you realize you're kind of good at something, you want to do more of it. So I did more. But when I was a kid, I wrote poetry, See, I, I drew. I was, like, so different with that. I like, got pulled out of that. I, uh, <laughs> I allowed, my, mom, my mom didn't let me quit. Okay. Like, if I started a sport, it was totally fine. But I had to be committed for that whole, like, yeah. you know. Me, that's one thing I never help my kids. Like, I'm like, if you want to try something, try it. I don't care, like, so I've always allowed them to quit. Yeah. You know? You don't like, you don't you don't, like it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't know what you do like until you try it. Exactly. So, um, with Noelle, she wants to be a, a hairstylist, but I'm like, we've gone through so many different phases. You know, I can't tell you. She wants to be a hairstylist, Narayan wants to be a makeup artist. Okay. We've been through everything. You know, they've done cheer, they've done gymnastics, they dance, they play soccer, we've done basketball. I think we did softball. Like, we've done so many different things um, that I allowed them to quit. They, were, they just was like, I don't want to do this tomorrow. And I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I felt like growing up, I couldn't do that. It was, no, nah, I got to finish this out. I got to see this through. Um, but I'm like, I'd rather my kid be happy. Yeah. You know, because I was like, I can count all the times I was miserable sitting How on the sideline. <laughs> now we got a bad attitude. Now you the kid with the bad attitude. Like, we are creating more problems by staying just, somewhere yeah, too long. On the sideline, 
it's like it's hot out here. I don't want to be here. So I never wanted that for my kids. Yeah. So I, I allowed them because I believe people always, you know, speak negatively about like quitting things. Like, oh, you know, failure is an option. I'm like, it is. You know, it it absolutely, absolutely is. is. Like, if winning's an option, failing. Failing is too, and, and you know, <laughs> sometimes failing is okay. Yeah. Like, you know. Let's be honest. I'm four eleven. My children are not the tallest. Yeah. <laughs> Basketball is not our thing. Yeah, you know, maybe not. <laughs> it's fun for y'all. It, it might not but be so it's like when they wanted to play <laughs> basketball because they were having difficulty shooting. I'm like, that's okay. I, I get that. Like we're gonna again try and find things that are better suited for us. So no, Naraya has a, a natural tack for makeup. Like she just. She just does. Uh, I let her do my makeup sometimes just to let her practice. But um, to be nine, she, like, she has a good... good. No, she does. Like, listen. She, so, like, her blending skills. I'm like... Looking you, at you your face not? like, all right. You not? Should I pay you for this? <laughs> like, we never would have gotten there if I didn't allow them to, to start and stop all the other, you know, things. They would have been in those things, too. Yeah. Um, and same with... Noelle, like her being able to do hair and and um the first couple batches of chapstick and lip gloss she made probably weren't the best, but that was something she chose to stick with mm-hmm. and, and work through and get better at. Mm-hmm. You know, so I allowed them to pick and choose. Like, okay, what do you want to do? What's going to make you happy? Mm-hmm. And I think it's made my children better because of it. You know, yeah. they they and that goes back to again them. Beginning the journey to find out who they are. Oh, such a beautiful journey. <laughs> yeah. And it's all, to me, wrapped up in mental health. And a lot of what's happening with us in mental health is what I preach is is the part of language that I love. The fact that there can be slang. There can be like a language within a language. And where we get into trouble is a lot of those chains and stigmas that were in our family you know, in our childhood have terrible definitions for words. And we still use those words that way. And words can mean what you want them to mean. That's the beauty of art is people take the same words and we paint (laughs) pictures with them. We're saying the same words that you could use that you have access to, but I'm wording them differently and putting them differently, using them in different tenses. So if we start creating our own definitions for these things, it'll make it a little easier. We start, you know, family, friendship, communication, self-care, self-love. The biggest one to me that I'm, I'm tearing down now is security. People do not understand what security means. And we get into this thing where that has turned into a financial marriage. I I need security from another person type thing. And that's the notion. It's a part of like what like a philosophy I'm coming up with in class. And I don't believe that people are broken. That's that's the consensus, especially in the medical world. Like people are broken. People need to be fixed. So when people feel like they're broken, they're looking for someone to fix them. They're looking for something to fix them. I feel like people are just un- misunderstood and people are just looking for understanding. There you go. There you, you know go. what I mean? Yeah. And if we understand each other better, that helps the communication. That helps with better. self. Listen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Security is in self. No one can grant you security because anything they can give you, they can take away. Anything right. that they can set in place, if something happens to them, will go away. So I create security within myself. I become secure. That's why, you know, people respected me so much. Because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I could be in a room with a men and somebody would come in like, everybody's in here gay and everybody get pissed and outraged and I'm just sitting doing what I'm doing. 
And they're like, well, I'm like, they can't be talking to me because I know who I am. Right, right. So if I know who I am, no matter what you say, why would it move me if I know it doesn't apply right. to me? See, that's what I want for my girls. Like, that, that, <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? That's the only question we need answered is who are we? Because once we answer that, nobody can tell you who you are. But we're so susceptible to what everyone says because we don't know the fuck we are. So right. maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. Shit, I don't. How can I say? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they know more than me. They got a little bit more going on. Maybe they know what they're talking about. I don't know. That, that self-journey. That's what, you know, it comes so back down know, to. when you know, you know. Yeah. Why would you have to wonder? Why would you have to question? Why would I even spend time indulging this? You know what I mean? I know. But I'm saying, like, to get there, like, you, yeah. That journey, oh, that's the journey. That, Absolutely. That's the journey. And yeah. once you answer those questions up front, you never have to answer them again. That's the beauty. And we overwhelm ourselves with so much because we have so much unfinished business. We have so many yeah. unanswered questions for ourselves that you can go out and party and have fun and go to work and go on a date and do all of this and it was amazing or it was terrible and you still come back home to those unanswered questions. So it doesn't matter what you do. You you can't move out of town. You can't run from yourself. You can't run from things that are in you. And I feel like self-love is so important because at the end of the day, we're going to spend the most time with ourselves, in our mind, in our thoughts, in this body, whatever, whatever you choose to believe. So you need to put the most work there. Like I'm going to be right. with myself and all of this the rest of my life. Nobody else will. People will be in and out. You know what I mean? But I, every day, it's always going to be me. Every time I look in the mirror, it's me. It's us. So I feel like I need the most work, you know, and it's it's harder for us because we weren't pouring into ourselves and we was actually able to help people. Right. So then it's hard for somebody to come and say <laughs> like, well, no, just worry about yourself. And I'm like, man, I had some pretty good success at it. And then you got hit in the mouth and you was like, damn, this was not success at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was making things harder for myself. I just didn't see it. And I could take time, so yeah. much. It didn't hurt me until Listen. everything fell on you. Listen. You know what I mean? That's the whole word. Like, so now that we're, you know, you got to get up. You got to get all that stuff off your back. Everything that was weighing you down, you have to get it up so you can get it up. You can't just get up. Yeah. That's You got to organize it. There exactly. That's the beauty of it. And that's, and that's why I love these kind of books. That's why I love when people get up and testify and talk about their testimonial. Because then you're teaching people now a whole new part of life, which is detoxing. And a lot of people don't detox oh, any part of their life. That's been a real thing. Like Detox comes first within anything. Because if there's good and bad and there's bad on top and you're trying to put good on top, you have to get rid of all the bad first. Yeah. You can't just pile good shit on bad shit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> You have to detox all this out out. and then start putting good in. You got to clean up the yard. You know what I mean? You got to get it ready for the seeds. It's like getting an oil change. You can't just put it, you know. Every aspect of life. Right. But when it comes to us, you know, we don't see it that way. We we, we looking for shortcuts. We're looking for today. Why do you have to have it today? Why do you need it today? That's what I've been working on. Patience. You want to be better? Why today? Patience. Why not the rest of your life? You didn't want to be better, but today all of a sudden you just got to be better today. Why today? Those are, those are the hard questions I have to ask myself. They suck. I know it's a question, an answer I don't want to hear coming, but I still have to ask myself this because it's not about being good or being sucky. It's about being my best. Yeah. And some exactly. days you are sucky and some days you are good, but collectively I'm my best. Yeah. So I don't look at individual days no more. I look at, okay, collectively, have I been my best? You can say yes. Keep doing what you're doing. 
you're heading in a good direction. If you can say no, then good. That's failure. So what changes do you need to make? Right. I was going to say that. It's not over. It's not means, over either way. all that means. Like, <laughs> what do we need? What work needs to be exactly. done? Like, what do we, it's what not do we over start? either way. But what do I need to do to pull myself out of this? What do I need to do to ask for help? What do I need to do to hold myself accountable? All, they're, they're just questions. We just constantly keep asking ourselves mm-hmm. questions so the questions become easier. Yeah. You know, you want to go to Jamaica or Fiji. Like, you again, all still problems, still all problems. still questions. But, good problems. but what questions are you asking <laughs> yourself every day? What questions are you struggling with? What questions do you not want to ask yourself? And why don't you want to ask yourself those questions? That's practice. That's yeah. the only thing you're practicing. You know what I mean? In sports and instruments, with poetry, the things I'm great at is not what I spend my most time on in practice. It's my weaknesses. Yeah. So I need to know my weaknesses so I can confront them. Yeah, because that's the only way you'll Because they're not going to win. I'm going to win. This is my life. Right. And if you don't take control of your life, it will take control of you, surely Quickly. enough. <laughs> it's going to happen. It, this isn't a question no more of if, it's when. We understand all this is happening. We, it's 2020. Yeah. We have the media. We can see someone in India saying, yo, blah, blah, blah. I'm over here in America. I'm like, damn, they got the same problems as me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) They grew up in India, vegetarian, with two parents forcing them to be a doctor. I grew up trying to be forced to be an athlete. We went through similar problems. Because it wasn't about the circumstances or the problems. It was our mind. Our minds was both equally messed up. So no matter what was put in front of us, we was going to look at it in a fucked up way. doesn't matter what it was. It could have been flowers. All these flowers going to die soon. Like, damn. <laughs> Wait, do you like them at least? <laughs> I don't know. They're going to be dead, so I ain't going to get close to them. Like, that's perspective. That's, you know what I mean? You can do that about anything, and we find people doing that. So it's like, okay, when I start seeing that, it's like, what issue do you have that you're not addressing? Yeah. It's okay to be hurt. It's not okay to be a victim. It's not okay to remain hurt oh, because then you're accepting one of my affirmations. It. Like, I don't remember what day it is, but that's <laughs> definitely in my book. Yeah. Like, I'm hurt, and and it's okay. Yeah, hell yeah, it's and okay. it's okay. Hell yeah, it's and then okay. I, I don't remember the intention to, to <laughs> go with it, but I'm like, ooh, that like <laughs> I remember that day because that yeah, day like we lived it. Falling off your bike was that fun? No, it hurts. Did you stop riding your bike? Probably not. You stop taking that path home? No, you just you learned, learned the path. Yeah, you learn how to overcome it. Yeah, so then you can enjoy it. But if you're yeah. afraid of it, you don't ever get to enjoy it. Oh, listen, we'll have no time to talk about fear. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? This is it's tough opening these like, doors because we're gonna need a mini series. Mental health is such a it's such a huge topic, and I feel like we have to start leading with that. You know what I mean? When I have people now that come into my life, I'm asking them different things, and it's not for the the sake of being different. It's for the sake of showing you something new. You know what I mean? So I'll ask them, like, how is your happiness? Because that's something you have to think about. If you're not living a, I love that though. a consistent like, so life, you got to think about that. How are you, than a, a blanket, exactly. how are you? You know, that's... That I, that does call people to have to have an answer, not just the, I'm okay. I'm exactly. Good, you know? There's no automated response for that because it's going to sound like BS. So if you ask something, you know, in depth, and they can feel that you care, they start to care. They start to change, and it won't be the first time. Like, and this is coming from so I tell people like I don't put myself in a position to where like I'm trying to be judgmental or I'm trying to. But you gotta understand, I was in all these backgrounds. I study psychology. I do therapy that's what i went to psychology for i've been in group therapy like these things are real and sometimes we don't talk about them because we know these people it's people we love and we're 
forcing them by you being yourself, you're forcing them to be themselves. And yeah. everyone doesn't like that because they're not ready to be themselves right now. It's yeah. that simple. Well, that they may not even know who they are. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's that it, it's not always some complex, you know, thing. It be <laughs> yeah. simple shit, and and some of them be wanting to figure it out, but they don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, and and where you start is not where we started. It's not. So right. what did you do? This isn't about that. This isn't how this is going to work for you. Right. Because I had to go figure out what I needed to do. I didn't have somebody writing it, do this step by step. Right, right, right. It's a it's a very personal <laughs> journey. It says uh, everybody has their own path, you know, yeah. that they have to embark on. Yeah. I And I and how I like to tell the kids is like, it's, it's a treasure hunt. It's a treasure hunt for the things you love most in the world. And you get a key, you get a list, and it's like, okay, these are 10 of the things you love the most. And you got to go get them. And it's like, all right, cool. So you walk into a house. The house has a thousand doors. How many doors are you going to open to get these 10 things? Some people will open every single door. You know what I mean? Some people will open every single door. Some people will try the first 10. Some people will see a thousand doors like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I don't want that stuff as much as I thought I want that. And that may be the case. That may be true. You know what I mean? And that all derates back to language. How many times do you hear people use the word passion? Yeah. In conversation, just talking about it, just saying it. I grew up hearing that word. I grew up around older people. So they used a bunch of words that I was just like, huh? I'm like, what does this mean? I used to go look them up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they're deep meaning words. They're not like, oh, I, I, I'm happy about this. It's I'm passionate about this. And yes, you're saying similar things, but, but you're not saying the same thing. I was going to say that. that yeah. <laughs> it's similar sounds. They, they cousins, but this ain't the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? This happiness can lead to that passion. But it's not the same. And, and if you just settle for happy, then you're not doing this why you should be doing this. You're looking mm-hmm. for results, you know, and that's OK. That's another part of your failure. Realizing the results isn't always you getting what you want. The results is you getting what you needed. Right. You hearing what you needed. You seeing what you needed in yourself. Getting, getting filled. Told my daughter's mom, she was asking that, like, how did your journey start? How did you get to this point? Because she's known me for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, honestly, it sounds cliche as fuck. And it's the truth. But I had to forgive myself. For everything Ooh. I did, like for I said, everything I said, for everything I'm going to do and say, I had to forgive myself. That goes back to, like I said, I just had this conversation with my therapist just on being compassionate. That's <laughs> a part about, that. that is a part of being compassionate with yourself where you're able to, you know, look at like, okay, I didn't do my best here, but that's okay. I forgive myself. I'm going to do better next time. I learned from that. Mm-hmm. You know, taking that wisdom. Like, that's all you... It's not a negative thing to happen uh, because you gain wisdom. And exactly. Gaining knowledge is never a bad thing, you know? like I think it's necessary. I think it's necessary. I think we have to go through certain shit. Yeah. Well, and most of it only sucks while we're in it. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> sometimes you learn. Yeah. Uh, key things that you need. You yeah. Know? And do you want to learn it, you know, the hard and right way? Or do you want to learn it the easy and safe way? Again, that's a testament to where you see yourself and where you're trying to be. And and I had to learn, too, just because somebody doesn't see themselves at the mountaintop, they're okay with the first checkpoint. To each his own. That's that's They, they want mediocrity for themselves. I can't be mad at that. And that's not a comparison or a judge. That is what it is. You know, you're okay with that life? Cool. I am, too. But you have to understand that this comes with certain access too. So if I'm coming to this life of greatness, you can't sit at the table. Like you right. can't come in my house. <laughs> you can look through the window, you can see what's going on, but I can't let you in because you've already determined that you only want to be right here. So 
It's not personal. I don't feel any less about you, but I can't give you more. That's where I get into mm-hmm. trouble. I give people, I, I go off potential and I give people the results no. and they never have to put the work in. So then they don't appreciate the results because oh, they don't put the work in. <laughs> and I knew how hard putting the work in and I know them and I'm like, they're not going to put this work in. But I know you. I want you to have the results. That's not fair. You know what I mean? Now we're playing God. Now we're trying to give things to people that they don't deserve. And that's not a mean thing to say. You know what I mean? It's like you said with the height. Like, you don't deserve to be in the league. There's (laughs) six foot five women making a stronger argument to play basketball than you. So somebody just came and gave you a full ride to college for basketball. That's probably wouldn't be the best thing to do. And you wouldn't even want it. I wouldn't appreciate it because it... I mean, what you, you ain't even asked for this. Yeah. <laughs> I had to look at myself like, man, did they even ask me for this? And they probably didn't. It, we have foresight. We can see, okay, you have problems now. If you were in this position, you probably wouldn't have these problems. But they want to be in this position. They don't mind these problems. They don't mind the Nats that they barbecue. I'm cool. I don't hey, want all that. Whole poem about killing Nats. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want point today. I don't want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... I want something so much more and I'm realizing my circle is going to get smaller because I need understanding to have those things. And if you can't understand why I need these things, they're not for you. Mm-hmm. And I used to feel bad about saying that to people, but now yeah, they boundaries. need to hear it. Now they need to hear it. Yeah, you need to know because I don't want to create confusion either. And we mm-hmm. get in trouble doing that too by just not being direct. Oh, listen. That's, again, we don't have time. We don't have time. That's why we need to do this again. This is how this is how it goes. You know what I mean? This is why I like so much of this. That's why I like just having conversation because it's not going anywhere. It's not leading anywhere. But you touch so much when you yeah. stop. You look back like, damn, we covered a lot of shit. You know what I mean? And that's life. That's life. I, most destinations I set for myself. Once I got there, I forgot it was a destination. I forgot this was a point. It became right. it's, a that's, checkpoint that's a, it's a to checkpoint. another destination. It, it, that's <laughs> yes. This wasn't a never the destination. It's a continuous journey, yeah. you know? And that's a testament to self. You're thinking too small. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Just think bigger. Well, how do I just do it? Just do it. Oh. <laughs> the things we're doing uh, before we wrap, I do want to say um, I am having an Instagram live birthday party slash uh, book release on September 10th. Uh, that's at B underscore underscore Arlene uh, on Instagram. And you can purchase both of my books uh, directly from my website, www.b-arlene.com. And all pre-orders are buy one, get one free with code L-T-O-A-W. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, Check the website out. Check like follow up with me on Instagram. Uh, and please, please, please tune in to the IG uh, live to my to my birthday party. I have a, a a lot of great things in store for that event. Um, some amazing other poets are going to pop in and celebrate with me as we turn thirty one this year. Hey, so it's a it's a good year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Right? Thirty one yeah. to me is a victory. Okay, like that's it's W O N. Like it's a victory. <sighs> so it's so. a whole other conversation. <laughs> <I'm sick. laughs> Black and being Brianna. <laughs> have a conversation. <laughs> Making it to 31. That's adorable. No, we need to let's arrest her killers. Like Brianna said. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, man, listen. Like, that's that I needs to be in the so forefront. I feel so hard in my spirit. Like, be, sharing her name. 
Yeah. It's a constant reminder that we still have work to do. So much work to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's a journey. And then with that, too, it's not going to be done overnight. It's not going to be done when we want it to be done. It's not going to be done when things calm down. That's when it's going to get worse. Because mm-hmm. then some people are going to forget what we're doing. So we just got to keep doing what we're doing, regardless of what's going on. Regardless, you know? yeah. So that's good. Thanks. I appreciate <laughs> having you. Thanks for everybody that tuned in. Um, it wouldn't be a show without y'all. Keep having conversations. Keep liking my shit, sharing my shit. Talk about it. Tell your mom or your dog, whoever you talk to. And be good, everybody.